Hi everyone, I'm Carla and that's Lauren. Hello. And this is Chirping with ABA Owl, Season 3, Episode 2. The spooky season is upon us. So, as a disclaimer, as per always, um, these are our thoughts and experiences. We are not claiming to know everything. We are only speaking from our empirical practice. And we do love sharing things with, you know, you guys, with the general... With, with people in general. Um, so, from the previous podcast, I do have something to mention. Because the previous Owls was about pecs. And if you know, you, you, I, you might know, no, Lauren and I put out... Instagram Instagram content um, and we always have to find pictures and you know sometimes we need to put the source of the picture and can I just say every time I visit a website that has a pex picture nothing about ABA is mentioned like it's is as if ABA is not part of the pex history <laughs> yeah honestly it it frustrates me a little bit I'm gonna be honest I'm just like really Really, <laughs> it's very interesting, isn't it? Ah, oh, that's that's the only thing I wanted to mention from the previous podcast. Cool. Anything from your end? <laughs> I can't remember, to be very honest. <laughs> um, We're both very sleepy, guys. Sorry yeah. about that. And in new places, so if we sound different, uh, it, it is what it is. Sorry, guys. So, um, please feel free to con- um, communicate any topics you'd be interested in us talking about. Or questions you might have, you may email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, which is abaowls.com. On Instagram, as at aba underscore owls. Or on Facebook, you just find us, abaowls. Um, so, yeah, um, <laughs> if you can navigate all those things, you might need a pen and paper or something. Pull all your phone out so you can search at the same time. Um, our topic for today is witches okay which is quite exciting because Carla and I really are quite motivated by this topic um so the reason we chose it well obviously it's Halloween month which also Carla is a massive fan of Halloween (laughs) I love Halloween but I don't love it as much as Carla um she carves her own (laughs) pumpkins and such I don't do things like that um, Lauren, Lauren is more of an Easter person because of all the chocolate and all the baking. And, and because, well, in the UK it's spring, isn't it? Oh, it's just the mm. best time. It's the best, best time. Here it's um, our autumn in South Africa, which is just as beautiful. In fact, I would say our autumn might be as nice as spring in other places. Um, yeah, probably. Because it's yeah. actually crunchy. <laughs> it's not soggy. It's crunchy. Um, it's crunchy. <laughs> yeah, and I like crunching on leaves, so it suits me. Um, so why did we choose the topic again halloween month but also we love talking about witches and i think we love learning about behaviors surrounding phenomenon that we think we understand um but we might not understand and carl and i are very much on the mindset if we can try and unpick it we will understand it more from a behavioral point of view there's a lot of behaviors that we're going to discuss that we would need. I think we could actually do a full season just on witches and the behavior surrounding what happened to people that were, you know, hurt under the prosecution of the of the other people. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so this, to be honest, we, we're just going to kind of graze it because we do think it's a very, it's a very deep topic that can go for ages and ages and ages yeah and we also don't have you know um any 
real evidence. We've got what we've been given. So, you know, it's difficult for us to try and unpick other people's information. And that's why most um, BCBAs will be like, well, can I take my own information, my own data and analyze it? Because we like to know things from, an, you know, even an objective point of view, not what someone else is giving you. Um, so, yeah, I think that's also why it's tricky. So we'll be following our what, our um, why, how um, formula as normal, but we'll also be chiming in and talking whenever because, you know, we get excited about certain things. Um, but Carl is going to start us off um, with talking about what. What are witches? Okay, so for the what. So what is it that when it comes to witches, magic warlocks wizards etc what is it that fascinates us because you know you have stories that you know they pop up from every single corner and even before you know the widespread use of the internet um, the witch stories were everywhere i mean we do love a witch story who doesn't but why are we so enthralled is it is it because there's a possibility of magic is existing or um or not so i don't know and not that many centuries ago if you were just the fact of being fascinated by the concept of witchcraft and wizardry whatever it could land you at the other end of a rope basically like you couldn't show interest in like say the dark arts or um, magic or paganism and etc and you know most people are aware of this or they should be aware of the prosecution of women in North America, uh, labeling them witches. Well, maybe they did it. I'm sure they did it in other countries, but some of the most famous ones are in North America. And I know a lot of people also compare it to what happened in Europe, but truth be told, in Europe, it was, it wasn't so much about being a woman per se. It was more about the church and the Inquisition obtaining power. And even though women were more likely to be trialed and killed. A lot of men and children were also killed. So, and this was a way that they had to uh, obtain that family's possessions. So, if someone labeled you a witch or pagan, etc., it was probably the fastest way to kill them uh, without a fair trial. And that's how lots of the power and money came into the church and the Inquisition. It was because of that. And well, you know, the best description I ever heard about a witch was, and I'm going to quote, was this. Uh, witches are heroic examples uh, of individualism. Oh, I can't say individualism uh, and non-conforming. And the person who said that was actually a character who was referring to Salem witches. And I think this is applied to all witches. But if you're wondering, this is a quote from the Vampire Diary. So please, no judgments. I quite fancy Paul Wesley and Ian Summerholder, so you know, I quite, I quite enjoyed. Yeah, and it. also it was it it was good TV for its time. Like if we're truth yeah. be told, and also who doesn't love a bit of light? I don't want to say trash because it's not, but you know, it could be categorized in that sense. I think that the quote that Carla read from us from um, Vampire Diaries, you know, there's something in this quote, you know. Um, what behavior did these people have that made others want to destroy them? You know, we've seen it sort of time and time again, that people fear what they don't know or they fear something they can't understand. So they're more likely to try and get rid of it or destroy it rather than try to understand it. 
And I think also, um, you know, thinking about the time, if you misunderstood stuff, it must have been very scary because you didn't have any other reference point. You couldn't go look information mm. up. You you know, if, if it was taboo to talk about these things, you couldn't just go to someone and ask them a whole bunch of questions. And a lot of people couldn't read. A lot of people couldn't read. They were illiterate. Exactly. Well, I mean, most of these people didn't go to school. There was no school, um, you know. So I think I think we need to understand the people of the time and understand where they were a little bit to maybe have some kind of um, reference point. I think it's difficult for us now with all our information. And, you know, you can have the information at the tip of your fingers to try and understand what it was like to be then. Um, so, you know, many women were labeled witches, were often people with more understanding of herbs and plants and ointments and remedies and such. Um, they understood what these, these things could do for people and how they could heal people. Um, so basically they were trying to help people not be sick and heal them of ailments. Um, and, you know, basically using science, I mean, it's obviously a very primitive version, but it's the closest they had at the time. And when people were supposed to be healers, you know, were outdone by people who were, you know, not official or proper or not seen. And maybe because they were also women and not men. I mean, I don't think there were any women doctors, <laughs> I think, for a very, mm. very, very long time. It created tension. And, and usurping other people's power always makes people upset, especially when things are done a certain way. So it's probably out of fear that, you know, fear of losing power and fear of losing control over communities is something yeah. that sort of fueled this fire. Um, but, you know, we thought it'd be quite interesting because we're thinking about witchcraft and stuff. But um, when you're talking about Salem, it always makes you think of The Crucible, which is a play by Arthur Miller. Um, and if you haven't read it, you should read it. I think I had to read it for uni or for school or something. Maybe it was in drama. I can't remember. But it's... Um, it's a play that he wrote in 1953, okay, and it's dramatized and partially fictionized. Um, they did the story of the Salem witch trials that took place in Massachusetts Bay um, Colony during the 1692 to 1693 trials. Um, they also turned into a film in 1996, um, and the actors include Daniel Day-Lewis, who's a total dish, and Winona Ryder. And some other people, you recognize them, but you might not know their names, but the film is pretty good i thought it was pretty good and it really represents the kind of dull um damp dark time it was and quite how how much power like carla spoke about how much power you could have and show to others if you treated people in this way so yeah it's quite good if you wanted to See, I, I think, I don't, I've never seen it, but I guess I'm not likely to because that for me would make me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's, it feels like such a heavy, mm. like, you need to be in a, in a special mood to mm. be able to handle that, I think. And I think, it, you know what it also displays quite clearly is that the hysteria, um, yeah. and like the mass yeah. hysteria and how, you know, between my behavior, how behavior of some influences others and then it just has its own momentum um so it does you know that some people will um like dob some other people in because they don't want to they don't want to get hung themselves so it it actually is really interesting and in how everyone turns on everybody um to try and save yeah. themselves which shows you the desperation you know um yeah. 
But yeah, I watched it because I had to read the play and then I think I read the play and I didn't really, you know when you, sometimes it's hard to read a play and get the feeling of the characters because it's kind of like a script. I watched the film to help me picture it and I think that the film is actually excellent. Heading over to the Southern Hemisphere, it's, you know, it's really interesting. South Africa has its own witchcraft law. Um, that basically I suppress- saw my day so crazy. <laughs> of course. Um, the Witchcraft Sup- Suppression Act of 1957. Something else is important in 1957. Anyone can guess. Ha ha. Um, Skinner's Verbal Behaviour Book. Um, from-, <laughs> <laughs> from what I've read, it's basically to stop people from hunting witches and for witches to not hurt people via supernatural means. I mean, whether that's actually acted out or not, I don't know. I did also read that it was like colonial law because at the time it was very, mm. you know, British-run South Africa. So yeah. keep that in mind. <laughs> um, just while we're talking about South Africa and witches, in South Africa we have um, a lot of Sangomas, which is um, a witchcraft, um, or should I say a witch doctor, it's a, I don't know if it's a Zulu word, but I know it's a word commonly used in South Africa. It might just be like South African slang, but Sangoma is a witch doctor. And a lot of people go to the witch doctor if they feel unwell rather than going to a traditional Western doctor. Um, so it's, it is a massive phenomenon and they believe that you should, you get a calling. So you, not anybody can just become a witch doctor or Sangoma. Sangoma. You have to get the calling and it's passed down through your ancestors mm. Um, but my knowledge and understanding mostly comes from the Zulu community, you know, as my area, my state, province, county, however you want to um, categorize it, is um, mostly Zulu. It was Shaka Zulu's land. Um, and, um, well, KwaZulu Natal, which is a nice combination of Zulu and Portuguese words. Um, we also have this thing called Muti, which is um, a word that is widely used. I mean, every South African will know this word as an M-U-T-I, Muti. It basically means medicine. Um, and basically everybody used it. I didn't know it was a foreign word until I traveled abroad and said, oh, I need some muti, and people stared at me blankly. Um, but <laughs> basically you would go to a Sangoma if you needed some, if you had an ailment or whatever, and they would give you certain muti, which would be like herbs, or they'd ask you to do a certain thing um, in order to heal you. Um, that being said, recently I've also met some people who are Sangomas are doing things for money, which is not great. So you go and you say, I want to create, I want a love potion to make this person love me. And the Sangoma oh my God. Will, I know, create some potion. Um, and I feel yeah. like they need an ethics code, I like know. an ethics code. <laughs> um, but I yeah. think that one, even the genie, even Aladdin's genie had like rules, like I can't it make is. someone fall in love with you. I can't bring people back from the dead. And I won't give you more wishes. Exactly. Like, even he had, like, boundaries. Yeah, but it's actually really interesting. And I think Sangomas, I think the word might be widely understood in most of Africa because um, witch doctors are very much seen, you know, like, bo- throw, was it bone throwers? I think that's another one. Where, you know, they, they tell, they can tell the future or they can they can heal you through medicine. Oh, yeah, medicine. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I that's how that. people would commonly understand it. But, yeah, I just thought I'd give you a little bit of, bit of South African stuff. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah. So, so you know, we've done our what, so we go move on to our why. So why were witches mm. persecuted? You know, a lot of historians and experts will say that there was, like, mass hysteria, which I mentioned earlier, that people were reading, you know, all sorts of information about witches and would act on it. But if you ever read any of the 
witch trial testimonies or you you know read some of the stuff which i think arthur miller did a pretty good job you will notice in, in sorry in the crucible you'll notice the complete ab like absence of evidence there's no evidence and even the like the circumstantial evidence is ridiculous you know i mean i know that's yeah. my opinion but like it is you know you can't just i don't know if you if some of the stuff is just like hip hop oh, i can't even speak what did you say? Uh, Preposterous. Yes, there it is. <laughs> Sorry. Or hypo hypocrite. Preposterous. Preposterous. How do you say it? Hypo can't say it. Um, Preposterous. <laughs> do you mean ridiculous? Like Preposterous. Yeah. Preposterous. There you go. <laughs> um, you are so tired. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> the first woman recorded to die due to witchcraft trial was Bridget Bishop. I mean, her maiden name was Magnus. And I think, you know, she should have kept it because it's so much better because it's, you know, double B's. I mean, Ma Matilda, Matilda, Magnum. Yeah, yeah. Magnum. So, <laughs> some of the statements were things like several people testified against um, Bishop, stating that she had the shape of Bishop would pinch, choke or bite them, you know, um, during the trial. Anytime Bishop would look upon one of her accusers, they would be immediately struck down and only her touch would revive them. I mean, that's a quote from the Wikipedia page. But, like, really? Come on. And and actually, I know I keep going back to it, but the Crucible does evidence the, the trial really well because it's just ridiculous and the mass hysteria. So, you know, if you want to get a feel for it, you should you should give it a go. Watch that. Um, you know, we, we laugh about it now. We can look at it and go, oh, how ridiculous. But the same behavior is seen on social media all the time. You know, mm -hmm. there is yeah. a modern-day witch hunt, you know, not just on women. <laughs> Um, but now everyone's on trial. You can't do anything without getting in trouble. You know, you can't say yep. anything. You can't have an opinion. People hunt you for the smallest things, things that they think is big for them, you know. Um, and evidence seems to be useless for the general public. I mean, people cannot, I mean, I'm not, this is a sweeping statement, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that I find that people find it really hard to be discerning about information they get. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you yeah, agree, Cora. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. And, you know, the clickbait video is enough to convince them that they've learned something through some Facebook, you know, video. I feel like I'm going to about Facebook, too. Um, some some social media websites, videos. <laughs> um, and basically, I don't know. We just say yeah. YouTube, Instagram, like all yeah, TikTok, all exactly. TikTok, the curse on the world. So I think, I think, yeah, I think we just need to be quite discerning. And we also need to be human. We need to think about how would I feel if I was that person? You know, um, I think it's easy to sit and judge when you don't have to experience or deal with the stuff that some people do. Um, you know, luckily, trial and law proceedings have evolved quite a lot since. I mean, they're not perfect, but it's much better than it was back in the day. Um, I think still a lot of work needs to be done. But I've just had a case recently that I've been listening to in a podcast and it had the right results. So I feel very good about it. Um mm. But why is our society still acting like the Middle Ages? I mean, why do we still have this obsession? You know, because we are. I mean, we have resources and the ability to research and make discerning, you know, informed, evidence-based decisions. And a lot of people still just don't. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it's how they judge or they, they feel they judge by others on social media or how they teach their children or how they, they tend to educate others, you know, it's just a bit sad. And I think it's, you know, there's a lot of social... Yeah. We need to look at ourselves as a, as a social community and what are we doing that's going to better ourselves, not not divide us, you know. Let's unite rather. 
So yeah, and even the boundaries, even boundaries, people are having an issue with, which is kind of like before there was this big thing. Okay, you need to be this and that, fine. And now people are pushing back, saying, "No, we want to be our own thing." Fair enough. But then it's going the other way, where in order for you to be your own thing, you're kind of like also knocking down the boundaries mm. from what other, like you know what I mean? Like it's, there's just a lot of tipping over to the the other side, yeah. which is a bit mm, sorry, it's a bit well, heavy, but I think it's it's you know. It's true, and I think it it speaks to the why why the witches fascinate us because I think it's still a reflection. Mm. I think there's still quite a lot happening nowadays. I mean, I mean, the other I think months ago I think I told you like someone had a video on Instagram and you could tell it wasn't twins. It was just a guy editing the video, mm. and my only comment was, "Oh, you can kind of see the line in the sky for the because it's two videos." Mm. That was literally my only comment. All my days, it started. Uh, all my days, and I barely said anything after that. I was just like, some people I would reply, but then I stopped because it was just getting huge. And I was just, I literally just stated a fact. Mm. I didn't say he's dancing because people were like, oh, you're coming down on his dancing. Come like, I'm like, dude, I just literally said there is a line mm. on the sky in the sky on the video like so people are just so inflamed and they just they just hide behind the mm. screen it's like okay this is my truth and this is what i know and yeah i follow this one lady that i know she's she's somehow involved in politics in south africa she doesn't live in south africa but she's somehow involved in politics here and she writes things and then people look the stuff people comment on her wall i'm just like whoa i would never i just think the audacity of some of these people and they they yeah they just just nasty stuff they want to say i'm just like sure it's it's quite hectic yeah. it, it makes you not want to share your life yeah yeah, on yeah. This platform, oh yeah you know no no i barely comment on anything on instagram i'll make a like or i'll save some videos that I think are funny or useful, but I I just stopped commenting because people are just ready for a fight mm. at all times. And people just want, they want to take offense with stuff. Mm. And it's just... Yeah, it's something to do. You know, I need to be I'm it, angry about stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I need to get this anger out here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's also a yeah. sweet statement. Of it. um, but it's true. Mm. It, it's true. But, you know, however, we are still an ABA podcast. So... How do witches relate to ABA? All right, simple. It's all about behavior, <laughs> essentially. So we do know there are other factors involved, such as, you know, brain's reaction to fear and how we react to protect ourselves, like the fight or flight response, etc. But we will actually be looking at the behavior of it all. Uh, not all, because there's so much to cover. But... You know, let's try to keep it simple and easy as much as we can. So let's just take that fear of witches, like that's being scared of witches back then. And why and how was it created? Um, so the why of it all, in my opinion, it's because, like we mentioned earlier, like Lauren mentioned, people who want to maintain their power, their status and, you know, having women as their competition would take away that power. And that was not acceptable to them. Um, of course, it would. Physically, men are stronger. No one can deny that. Physically, naturally, men are stronger. So it's easier to take out someone that's physically weaker than someone who's physically stronger. So, you know, turning the general population against these witches 
was the fastest way to get people to avoid them and to execute them. And, you know, and it served as an example of the consequence of defying their power and authority. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so what behaviors were involved in this? You know, quite a lot. You know, there's the mouth-to-mouth um, inaccurate information spreading, like telling people this all this wrong information, publishing books about witches, even though not everyone could read them. Sometimes, they, you know, people who have the lux- had the luxury of knowing how to read, they would probably read the book out to other people, um, you know, creating false witness accounts, etc. And if we look back at the quote from mentioned earlier regarding Bridget Bishop's trial... Uh, Any time Bishop would look upon one of her accusers, they would immediately struck, were immediately struck down, and only her touch would revive them. So basically, all the witness has to do was to make eye contact with the, you know, Bridget Bishop, or just have her look at them, throw themselves on the floor, and when they felt the hurt, her touching them, which probably she was physically dragged and forced to touch them, then all they had to do was open their eyes and get up. And this was considered evidence. So all this behavior, all these are actions people chose to have. And because, let's be honest, if someone's being trialed as a witch, it's not during their trial they're going to give them the evidence that they are a witch. And if they are a witch, if they have the power to strike anyone down, surely they could just strike everyone down and walk away. <laughs> exactly, and just walk away. So it's kind of like it's so contradicting how they thought this was like sensible evidence, yeah. which is like. But they also because oh, just blackmail oh. these people. So they say to them, "You will, would you yeah. let me fall down? Otherwise, we'll yeah, you know, we'll stop yeah, we'll your destroy your family, yeah, or whatever." Yeah, no, ex- I know, I know exactly. There was a lot of coercion happening for sure, and blackmail and whatever, and. But it, and and that's the thing, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, she can't escape because we put her in some iron cuffs." But like, so if she can't ex- escape, how can she use her powers to make witnesses fall down with yeah. just because just with eye contact? It's like it's so contradicting. Anyway, um, why why they acted this way? You know, we don't know. Like we mentioned, they could be coerced, they could be preventing being punished. Like Lauren said, like someone might threaten their family. So we have no way of knowing, but. This fear of witches is not just a fight-or-flight response in action. It's active behavior with the purpose of shaping other people's behaviors into making them believe in something. So all these action people throwing themselves on the floor and people saying these things, it's in order to create that perception of, oh yeah, they're a witch, which in turn will, you know, it's again, it's easier to control people if they're ignorant, if they don't know any better, if they don't know all the information. Um, it's always been the way, you know. Yeah. It's the best weapon these people have is ignorance. And uh, we do we are aware that there's quite a lot of people in the world today that believe in witchcraft. Um, and the same way people believe in Catholicism, Buddhism, etc. And we're not saying it doesn't exist. What we're saying is that a lot of work and actions were taken into having the fear of witches spread across the world, especially in in those days. So it's quite fascinating that no internet, no phones, no telegram, like the spreading of that um, witches are bad, let's let's hunt people, like how it spread across the world, even though Mm. they don't have the same ways of communicating that we have nowadays. So... 
it's really interesting in a way. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned earlier, how be- some people's behavior influences others. And, you know, behavior doesn't occur yeah. in a vacuum, right? But behavior no. is an individual's interaction with their environment. And if in your environment everyone's going, these people are evil and whatever, you are go- your behavior will be influenced by that. You can't pretend like it wouldn't. You know, like nowadays with gossip, like in school, really? and they're like, "Oh, she slept around," or "Oh, he be uh, he did that." Like, because it can go both ways. Every, people can just say crap mm. about men, women, or whatever gender, etc. Um, but it's it's fascinating how, like nowadays, after you know, after a few years in this on this earth, I guess, like if if people are so willing to always be bad mouthing me about people that I don't know Mm. for me that's a red flag that's that just goes warning bells like if this person is taking their time to make you not like someone else that for me is like mm, yeah what is your what is your buy-in of this what's your agenda yeah especially if it's someone I don't know you know it's just very mm, interesting Sometimes it's justifiable, but like a lot of the times, mm, I found that it's you know, and it's the same thing with the witches. It's the, it's that, you know, we don't we don't like it. Let's control how people perceive it to destroy or to ignore or to avoid or to exclude, mm. and that's the best way of controlling people of having that power is ch- shaping their perceptions exactly. of someone or of something. And saying if you do this, look, look, this person's going to be our example. Look at look where her behavior or her actions got. Yeah, to. don't do that. Yeah, look at this bad consequence. This is serious punishment. Yeah, so people all just yeah, yeah, jump yeah. in line to be good or whatever. Yeah. Literally, yeah. scary. No, no. <laughs> so scary. Very scary. <laughs> Do we have any end thoughts? I, I might have some. I don't know. Should yeah, I, go I ahead. Go for it? Um, I just think it's really interesting to look at some of the stuff, you know, um, quite try to be unemotional about it and try to look at it clearly. It's really difficult for me. Um, maybe because I also am a woman. I don't know. And um, I think I don't you know. Don't know. You don't know if you're a woman. <laughs> yeah, but I know. But I think... I feel I feel that I don't like when people are treated unjustly and um yeah you know yeah. I yeah I just find it, it is difficult but it's also really interesting and I like to know things yeah. so I can um understand them and I think that's why we're behaviorists we want to un- we want to know why people are doing things we want to understand their behavior and their actions so we can process it and understand it and try and create better consequences for people. Yeah, I think. But thanks. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I um I'm looking Love forward witches. to to in experiencing the true Halloween. <laughs> True Halloween. I, for me, I think I just love witches. I just love a witch story. I just like the possibility of magic and ghosts. And because last year we did superstition, this year we did witches. Who knows what we're gonna do next year? Um, because I quite I quite like a theme. Mm. You know, I like a theme sometimes. It's nice, you know. Um, and I think witches are fascinating, and we barely cover them. Like I don't think the time we've had it's enough to cover um, them. Um, But if you're interested in reading um, and knowing more about it, so we on the blog post and on the blurb for the episode, we will put the links, like, for example, the Wikipedia page with the 
the South African Suppression Act, Witchcraft Suppression Act, um, the Bridget Bishop page, which is quite small, short, but you know, you know, any of the films or TV shows we mentioned and books like Equal Rights by Terry Pratchett, Sorcery by Terry Pratchett, Prison of Azkaban by J.K. Rowling, which is one of my favorite, The The Crucible, mm -hmm. the one that Lauren is quite obsessed with, clearly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, for more serious literature, just try, like, there's one called Witches, Midwives, and Nurses by Barbara and Ryan Ranch. I can't say, can you please say her surname? Aaron, I can't Aaron, say Aaron, Aaron. Oh, I can't do it now either. Aaron, All my days. Aaron, okay. Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Sorry. right? It's Aaron not just Reich. me. Aaron Reich, I think Okay, is. we're going to spell out, I'm going to spell out her name. So her name is Barbara and her surname is E-H-R-E-N-R-E-I-C-H. So it was, you know, I've read the book. It's a very small, thin book. Uh, it's like seven pounds, I think. Um, it wasn't a few years ago, but now it is. Uh, and it's it's more about like women in the position of medicine. And the, it's an American author. So when you read it, just consider, again, they do the comparison of Salem Witches to the Europe's Witch Trials, which to be honest, I think they were different situ slightly different situations. So take that into account but it's with the perspective it was written in the 70s originally so consider that they didn't have the same amount of information mm. there was no internet in america especially in the 70s where women were seen as um i guess they were the nurses not the doctors yeah, so basically course. they had to kind of bow down uh and i think the book as well talks about that and about because nurses do qu quite a lot the nurses double check that everything's done you know, double check, like, they're not seeing if the doctors are right, they're just double checking if everything is going well. Uh, yeah, also, they're like the, yeah, my mom the studied to be a part. nurse and she had to learn Latin, I mean, you know, like, as a nurse, not, oh, not yeah. as being a doctor, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, all the terms. Yeah. Anyway, so that was it for us. Uh, feel free to email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at aba underscore owls. If you have a particular topic you'd like us to address, we would love to hear from you. Just let us know. Did you like this one? Did you want? Do you want more superstition or witches or magic or whatever you're in the mood for? And the Hood Chronicles will be out in two weeks' time on the 17th of October. And the next Owls will be out on the 7th of November. If you have a moment, please rate, like, and subscribe to us. We've heard that through the grapevine that it helps us get more listeners. And if we're able to help more people, we're always happy. We're, we are chirping with ABA Owls on iTunes and on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. Bye. quick thing and i'll put this earlier i'll edit this but like um i just wanted to say that even though we are trying to aba it aba witches um oh aba witches that would be a nice name um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really cool name dibs nobody steal that name <laughs> dibs um but you know 